Last week, we talked about adjusting our personal rubrics in response to determining our effectiveness. How can you maintain humility while experiencing success? How do you achieve balance in your personal life? Use the hashtag JDO, the number three podcast, and the hashtag Chris C. Speaks to engage us in dialogue. And now, part four of Fill to the Brim and Overflowing. One of the things that I saw, you, you talked about balance, the, the leader needing to be balanced. And so I wanted to ask you about that uh, as a husband, father, <laughs> content maker, uh, public figure, uh, have you, you found know. said balance and do enlighten me? Uh, so my, my line, brother, I am a member of the greatest fraternity on God's green earth. Okay. Go ahead and give him a shout. Y'all see it. Y'all see it. The, the, the first and the finest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, Mew New Chapter. Y'all know what it is. So, um, sorry, you can edit that out later. So, oh, like, no, my line brother, Keelan Morgan, uh, Keelan is, Keelan's big time, right? I, I think my line brothers are so successful that I can never get the big head because they are doing big things. And I'm just like, can I borrow a dollar? Uh, but Keelan, one time, I was asking him, I said, Keelan, man, how do you do it? How do you balance? all of the hats that you wear. Because at the time he was running a trio program at Texas State, the Upward Bound program. He was in school for his PhD. He had just had his, you know, youngest kid. His wife was having some, you know, medical issues or whatever. So like he was, he was going, his mom was in Galveston, you know, Galveston Ball having some issues with the crib. Like he had a lot going on. And I was like, I know that you're not good because we talked. And you know we're transparent, so I know it's not perfect. But how do you, how do you manage it all without going insane? And he said, "Well, two things. That one, Chris, sometimes I do go insane." He said, "Sometimes I allow myself to just go, and be sad or be upset or be whatever that that negative thought. Like I, I allow it to be there for a moment, but I put a timer on it. And then once, once that timer goes off." I start working my way back up. I start speaking what God has spoke about my life and I don't allow myself to dwell in it. And then the next thing he said, is he said, Chris, I understand that in order for me to live how I wanna live eventually, I have to have a healthy, unhealthy balance between work and life. And I was like, what? He said, you have to have a healthy, unhealthy balance between work and life. Right now, when you have the energy, the time, you have to put in the work, put in the hours and make sure that it's worth it so that when you're 35, like this at the time we were 20 something, he's like, you know, when I'm 35, I don't have to put in that work. And now Keelan is, you know, 40 and he still works hard, but it's not the same as when he was in his twenties, right? Like he, he's built enough cachet to where that unhealthy work-life balance, that healthy, unhealthy work-life balance that he had He's building up cachet to now when he want to take a two-week vacation he can go take a two-week vacation right because he's he's built that into his life but if you don't build that into your life and have a foundation for that you can't take that two-week vacation because one you can't afford it and two you ain't got enough time off yeah <laughs> right so 
You know what I mean? So it's just about how, so my balance comes from understanding that it won't always be balanced. I won't always be able to be the best dad, the best speaker, the best, I can't do it all. So I have to ask myself, what do I need to be the best at right now? What is the best thing for my family right now that I need to focus on? And then I, I become the best at that in that moment. And then I handle the chaos and the fallout later. And real talk, I've also learned that I don't miss anything that I can that I can avoid. Right? Like I I'll never forget, like my my grandfather just passed away. Um and um two years ago Johnny Quick. Uh I think it was like two years ago, um there was a father father daughter dance at my church and I took a gig before I knew the dance was coming. So I was gonna be out of town. So my grandfather took my daughter to her first father-daughter dance. And I got to see all the pictures and I got to see her smiling and you know, I got to call her and I got to thank my granddad. And it was a great experience for her to share with him because we didn't know that two years later he wouldn't be with us. So that's a great experience, but I missed that. I her dad wasn't her first father-daughter dance. So at that moment, I said, Chris, you won't miss, like, that's why you do this speaking thing, right? You won't miss another game, another dance. If you have a gig, like, you need to just plan out accordingly so that if you have a gig during that time, you need to make sure that you can get back home, right? So now that that's part of the, that's part of the joy of what I do is that I'm not gonna miss it. I'm gonna be there, whether you want me there or not, I'm in there front row. What a blessing. Uh, and, and that takes uh, quite a bit of discipline. Uh, and then also it may mean that there are going to be times where you miss out on some things. Uh, but these are things that can be rescheduled. Right. Uh, and, and revisited. But these moments that we have with our kids, with our wife, uh, even with our church, uh, the things that God is trying to plant in us to prepare us for the next and even sometimes bigger moment than mm -hmm. the one that we will miss uh, are, are some keys. Have you gotten used to the idea of being a public figure? Uh, and, and then on top of that, how does looking back at what your mom uh, and grandpa and, and the men that have gathered in your life, their efforts to protect you, to place you in a position to protect your character, uh, to build character uh, and to instill ethics and moral biblically and spiritually in you. Um, how do you see that playing out uh, in your life right now? And, uh, and, and what would you say about that? First, I'm not a public figure. Uh, the page says so. <laughs> listen, I, I, may, maybe I'll be there one day, but I, like when I think about a public figure, I for real think about folks that can't go to the grocery store or the movies without being recognized. Man, I wish somebody would be like, hey, yo, man, you were speaking. Like, that's happened once at a restaurant. And, like, you couldn't tell me nothing. I was at a restaurant, and some students' parents were like, my student just saw you speak at Cootstown. And I was like, what? Like, I literally just, I was like, what? Yeah. And then, like, and then they were like, yeah, they said it was phenomenal. And then they went on about their dinner. And I was like, oh, but y'all don't want an autograph? <laughs> yeah, let me like, get you don't want like, you're not, you're not gonna pay for my meal? You're not, okay, whatever. You're not gonna buy me a drink? Okay, yeah, whatever. So, 
uh, you know, I, I'm definitely not a public figure, but you know, there are some things that that I have to be careful of, that I have to make sure that I don't do. And uh, really, I'm also, and I, all the people that poured into me and all that stuff, even with that, that I've, I'm still flawed. I've still messed up. I've still, you know, broken trust. I've still not lived up to the person that God has said I was supposed to be. I've done things, you know, that I hope nobody knows about. I, I've done things that I'm ashamed of and embarrassed about. And those things have either made me change the way I view life, change the way I live life, or change the people that I do life with, right? So it's one of those. Um, but I, I think all in all, it's about figuring out who you are, man. Like just being able to tap in to who you are and who you want to be and understanding that your purpose is not necessarily to be the most social person in the world. It's not necessarily, you know, it's, your purpose is not tied to your income. You know, it's not tied to your net worth, right? Like I tell people all the time, you know, your network equals your net worth. And that's true, but your net worth does not equal what you're worth, right? Like my faith tells me that I was worth it all. And because of that, who I am, the best parts of who I am, along with the worst parts of who I am, that's who I, like, that's who God created me to be. Now it's my responsibility to take those things that pull me away from God and pull me away from my purpose, those habits or traits to work on those and to insulate myself and to be honest about who I am and what I can and can't do. But in the end, God is going to be there. And my only assignment, my only purpose is to figure out how I can be a part of that plan. Because if I do that, the wins that come along with being a part of that plan, Johnny, I can't, I couldn't manifest it on my own. Like there's no way that I should have been speaking at a small liberal arts college in Kutztown, Pennsylvania. What? I never even, like, I've never even heard of this place. They never heard of me, right? But because of connections, because of being in the right place, because of being willing to do the work, I was able to build relationships with schools like that, with schools all over the country in North America. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have a passport. This kid from the South side of the South, we ain't got passports for my neighborhood. But when I look at the folks that I'm, that I grew up with, those of us that tapped into who we are and we operate in our gifts, we all got passports that we use. My boy Moses working with Atlantic Records and some of the biggest artists you hear on the radio. My boy Derek, who is now, you know, he was managing Dame Dollar for a minute. Like these folks are really doing it big. The folks I went to seventh and eighth grade with that are doctors and, you know, PhDs, MDs, DIVDs and all other types of big time. It's because they, they were put in a position to operate in their gift, Johnny. And I think that's the most important thing is when you stop comparing yourself to others, when you stop trying to run somebody else's race and you just run yours, you just do you, you accept your dopeness, you realize that leadership is about what you do, the effort and energy you put in, the rest takes care of itself. You just got to trust that it's going to work out. Well, one of the things I was leading into with the idea of being a public figure and also being a man of character, uh, ethics and morals is this council culture that we're in. Mm. Uh, and I remember when you were at First Man and we were talking to the young men and we had some guys at First Man, they were some athletes, but we yeah. were talking to them. It's like, hey brother, you missed the conference. You missed Bible study. 
and we were talking to them about how the league was starting to move towards character and ethics and mm-hmm. not just choosing the most gifted athlete. And as of late, we have seen some gifted athletes <clears throat> get the hot towel treatment. Oh, ho, oh, oh. ho, and, and now might not even be able to sign for as much as they are worth or with their gifts should net them. Uh, and so I was looking at that and how uh, there were people that poured into both of us that taught us how to protect our anointing, that taught us how to protect our gift, how to hold, uh, allow people to hold our, uh, us accountable. That has contributed to us being in this position where we don't have to literally worry about a lot of the things well, that some others might be. I'll say this. I can only speak for myself. I like, therefore, but by the grace of God. <laughs> right? Like, if it wasn't for God really being like, Chris, we just ain't going to expose your dirt. Like, we won't even talk about the college days, right? Like, we won't. If there was Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff, like, if it was really popping off when I was in college, boy, I, I'd be done. Yeah. I already won't run for office because I'd be afraid of what happens when they need a deep dive. Right? So it's like, I, I, once again, it, there are folks out here who, you know, we like when, when people fail publicly, then they're criticized publicly, right? But we fail privately and it still impacts us the same way. There are consequences for our for our failures, for our there are consequences for our successes, right? Like everything comes with a price. It's just sometimes the price works out in our favor and sometimes, you know, sometimes it adds to our account, sometimes it subtracts from it. You know, our, even our failures, we can learn from it. But when we are able to fail publicly, that's nothing but the grace of God. Like I have failed, I mean, when we're able to fail privately, Johnny, I have failed privately in big ways. Like as a husband, as a father, as a son, as a brother, as a fraternity brother, as a speaker, like I have failed in some really big ways. And the only difference between Deshaun and myself, besides a couple million dollars, is that I was able to fail privately, right? God has blessed me to not, I mean, I still have to deal with the consequences. We still have our consequences that we deal yes, with. You still have consequences. Yeah, I still got them. But God has blessed me to be able to fail privately. And now I have to make sure that I publicly thank him for the ability for me to even fail in private, right? Like, I got to be thankful for that, dog. Because if, if I was, if you just take sophomore year, Chris, Right, we won't even talk about adult Chris. Adult Chris got different failures. You just, just say sophomore year in high school, Chris. <laughs> the sophomore year in college, Chris. Yeah. Ed Stock Springs running into the back of the uh, post, teaching my little nine-year-old brother how to drive. <laughs> Crash. Listen, man. If you just take that, I thank God for not being exposed for that. Because Lord knows, have I been exposed for those moments, I may not have been able to get there. And those are the moments where I was being poured into by you, by your pops, by Blake, by all, by, all, by my, my my mama raising me and my brother, you know, really putting in that work. Like, I, I like to shout out those folks, but I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't put shout out the work that my mother, Janita Pleasant, put in to make me who I am. Like my mom holds me down to this day, yeah. right? My grandmother, Ramona, hold, like God bless, like held me down, but I was able to fail privately. Now, right. but I will say this, and you, I know you've heard me say this a million times, 
don't document your sin life. <laughs> hey! But look, because one of the things that we will always talk to the teens about, they love to post and share everything. And, and I'm sitting here looking at my man Paul Pierce, and I'm like, yo, why you documenting this, bro? Like, I don't, I don't care that you was off work, dog. Like, I, yeah, I, know you I, I really work, do not care. But was it was it worth 315 views? It wasn't worth 315 views. It wasn't worth it, dog. Yeah. You risked it all for 315 you views. Risked it all for 315. And, and that's now, what I'm talking about is that now Paul Pierce is gonna bounce back though, right? Now oh, listen, yes, Paul sir. Pierce is gonna bounce back. I guarantee Paul Pierce is gonna have an only OnlyFans talk show that people, plenty of people are gonna subscribe to. Like this could have all been strategic, but the thing is, we don't always we don't always have the grace of Paul Pierce. Yes. I don't, I'm not worth 70 million. I don't have an agent and a PR, you know, and a publicist that can help me navigate troubled waters like this. Yeah, yeah I, I ain't got that. I got to deal with that right here on my shoulders. And God's grace is always sufficient, but God doesn't remove the consequences. Like he's already removed the consequence of, of sin by, by saying that I have life eternally. I got to deal with the rest. Yeah. Look here, I'm, I'm going to be uh, preaching next week uh, at First Man and and that's one of the things I'm going to be looking at is the thief on the cross. Uh, and, and, and some of the times, sometimes we think just because we repent that we don't still have to face consequences. But I want to duly note that he did get eternal life, but he still died. <laughs> and, yeah. And sometimes you repent. He still was on that cross and he still died. Uh, and sometimes we can repent and we can do all of those things, but you still go to jail. Uh, still go to jail. Your marriage still is. Your kids don't like you, you know. But your heart is right, and your heart is pure, and you've been forgiven. But it does not change the outcome uh, because it is what it is. Uh, and so we definitely have to be uh, wary of that, and and that's one uh, one of the things. I think that's a, a good place. Uh, anything you like to say on the on the end of this part? Close this thing out. So I just want to say this. I I think that the world could use a lot less cap. And I hope I use that right, young folks. Y'all let me know if I use that right. I think the world could use a lot less folks that cap. I think the world could use a lot less, ex a, a, a lot, could, could use less experts, um, less specialists, less folks selling seminars and all of that stuff and trying to prove, you know, your net worth and, you know, trying to make folks overnight millionaires, overnight celebrities and just more folks that were honest about who they are, what they are, what they can offer, what they can bring, and then willing to do the work. I think we've become so focused, Johnny, on like the likes, on the content, on, you know, creating all these things and the image, the filter, that like we really don't even know how to address our true selves. Like we don't know how to address who we really are. We won't admit that our poop stinks because we are too busy trying to prove that everything is perfect. And I think that if we can adapt a mentality that it's about what we do, it's about the work, and that I am enough flaws and all, and I don't have to sell that, my results will sell themselves. I think we as a culture, whether you want to talk about African-American, whether you want to talk about Christianity, whether you want to talk about men, women, whatever culture you belong into, whatever your demographic is as a culture or a demographic we would go so much further if we just accepted who we are 
worked on what we didn't like, accentuated what we did, but actually did the work, life would be so much better. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Join the discussion by using the hashtag JDO, the number three podcast, and by using the hashtag Chris C Speaks to contribute to this dialogue. You can find me on any of the social medias by searching for Johnny Ogletree III, or you can find me by simply typing in Pastor JDO, the number three. I would love to connect with you and love to have future dialogues with you. If you would like to enter dialogue with me on Pastor JDO3, the podcast, please email me at pastorjohnny at firstmet.org. I'll see you next week for another great discussion with one of my amazing friends.